0: Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message, brought to you by John Crumpton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. Shall I tell you what I would have preached on if I was going to preach? I would have preached about the day that Cornelius... had an encounter with the Lord and how it was because of his devout life, but also his generosity in giving. And these two things came up as a memorial before the Lord. This is Acts chapter 10. And it was his giving and his prayer. And God sent an angel to this Gentile and he said, Listen, it's going to be confusing. Pay attention. But there's a boy called Peter. His name's Simon. Not only that, but he's staying at another person's house, and the other person's also called Simon. Go down to Joppa, which is about 50 Ks away, and bring him. He's got a message for you. Peter, two days later. He's praying, then he gets a bit hungry, falls into a trance. I love that. Sometimes you fall asleep when you're praying. Even Peter fell asleep while he was praying. Gets into this trance, and the sheet comes down, and the unclean animals. And he says, No, not for me. I'm a good boy. I'm a good kosher boy. And God says, Rise, kill, and eat. It's meat. So we know God is South African, right? Happens three times. God speaks three times. Okay? Because this is like, whoa, earth-shattering stuff. Because up until this point, the gospel had only gone to the Jews. Now it's about to go to the Gentiles. So God breaks in with his power encounter. He comes up out of the trance. And as he does, the Holy Spirit speaks to him and says, "There' are three men outside. I've sent them, go with them." Yes. So they knock on the door, and the guys arrive, and they... so, so Peter invites them to stay over in his mate's place. like as that was his. What generosity, eh? Huh? Set off, takes two days. By the time they get there, Cornelius and the whole household and family they're there waiting about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, Peter says, well, what do you want? And, uh, well, God said, we must connect. So Peter's preaching. While he's preaching, the Holy Spirit interrupts the preach. You've got to love that. Like when we come to church and God interrupts church. You've got to love this. Okay. And so Holy Spirit falls on these Gentiles. Now Peter had brought some believers, but they were Jewish believers, so they were circumcised. Now just in their history, okay, because we kinda like wash over things, you know, you read really quickly. It's like wow, this is about ten years after Pentecost. By the time we get to chapter 10, we're about a decade beyond what had happened at Pentecost. And these are uncircumcised, like as in Philistines. It's like, what is God doing touching the Philistines? It blew their minds. Yeah, God does things to blow our minds often. We just don't have this all figured out. But praise the Lord that he spoke really clearly by the Spirit. Holy Spirit falls on these people. And this was what I was going to preach on. Is that the way they knew that the Holy Spirit had come is that they spoke in tongues. And they praised God. You might see there's a bit of a link where we've been for the last few months. Holy Spirit coming, speak in tongues, praise God. So then Peter says, listen, if they've been full of the Spirit as we were in the beginning. This is how you get to chapter 11. He's explaining. He's got to go back to head office and explain what happened. Uh, Peter, you better explain what God did. He said, it wasn't me, it was God. They said, all right, you're off the hook. (laughs) The Holy Spirit fell on them as on us in the beginning. That's how they knew it was God. They said, now listen, if the Holy Spirit's fallen on them, meaning God has accepted them, who are we to stop them from being baptized in order? It's another thing that messes with some of our theology because now the order, the sequence is wrong. You're supposed to be born again Then baptized in water, then baptized in the Holy Spirit. These guys reverse the order. I mean, they believed first; they believed Peter's message, then filled with the Spirit, speak in tongues, and then they get baptized in water. It's messy, but I'm glad it's messy because why? It's a proof text. That baptism in the Holy Spirit is different from baptism in water. They were first baptized in the Holy Spirit, then they got into the water. Two separate things. All right. But I would have preached on that if we had time, but (laughs) we'll have to come back another time. All right, the Lord's good, yes? Okay. Would you like to... You've been standing the whole time. Just sit, just sit. That was good. You know, it takes us to get revival fit, to be able to worship in extended times. I just want to commend you, Breakthrough. You're setting such an amazing example. Other churches also, they're experiencing the Lord doing amazing things, but like what we experienced this morning. And they said, we're not revival fit. We're not worship fit. So you guys have stretched and, and you know, exercised your worship muscles. Well done. Staying there, engaged, pressing in, open to the Lord, not checking out. It's like, why is this going on so long? Like If you're visiting for the first time, I have no idea what the people at the visitor center are going to say. How on earth do they explain that I could you? Come back next week. It could be different. Probably will be. Um, All right. Let's try and land. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. Even right now, we can sense the weight of your presence, your kabod, your glory. Thank you for your love, your mercy, your acceptance. You've adopted us into your your family. You're winning our hearts. You're wooing us by the Spirit. What great love that you have lavished upon us. We're undone by your kindness and your mercy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We ask, Lord, for the children's ministry, even as they've been having an extended time of worship and encounter this morning, change their lives, Lord. May they have an encounter with the living God that mocks them for the rest of their days. Truly may they never be the same again. Thank you, Lord. We pray for our city. We pray for our neighbors. Lord, pour your spirit out upon our streets, places where we live. that we wouldn't be caught up in all the rhetoric of hatred and division and fear-mongering. Our hearts and our ears would be so tuned to you, what you're saying, that faith would be so strong inside of us because of your gift of faith to us. That we're tuning out and dialing down. May the things of this world grow strangely dim. May we be carriers of hope. May we walk in your light. Thank you, Henry, for this painting. May we walk in your light and cause us to be light to others. Light of the world. Come and illuminate our path. Chase away the darkness. Lead us in your paths. We thank you, Lord, for your amazing generosity and kindness and provision for each family. Thank you for protection. Even those who've been in car accidents of recent days, how you have protected them in that. Lord, continue to show yourself strong. Let healing flow into our bodies right into the bone and the marrow. Let peace fill our hearts and our homes. And may our relationships be sweet. Help us, Lord. Yeah. So we say one more time, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Amen. 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 Yay, thank you, Lord.